Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the Buffalo Bills' 18-10 victory over the New York Jets. You know, Buffalo is one of my favorite teams this year to watch. I am addicted to watching Josh Allen enough that I would actually stoop to watching the Jets as well. There's even bigger kudos to Josh Allen that I would step in here and take a look at this game because I had to know how the Jets were able to put this together and stifle Josh all day. And, you know, they put a lead together at a certain point and, you know, really made me sweat as far as having a pick on Josh Allen today when I thought that would have been the lock of locks that Buffalo beats the Jets. And it was, but still the Jets were frisky today and they absolutely have more juice when Sam Darnold's in there. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but let's go over the Buffalo bills first and let's talk about my man's Josh Allen. Now today, Josh did not get the end zone. So certainly capped his upside a little bit and capped his day. However, he showed you exactly what I've been talking about with fantasy quarterbacks in that if they have rushing value, they're going to have a certain floor to their day. And Josh at rushing 11 times for 61 yards, rushing in important times when his team needed him and the money plays. That's exactly what you want to see because you know what that means when it comes to money plays? That means they're going to get down to the goal line and they're going to give him the ball. And then all of a sudden he's going to have rushing touchdowns. And then, oh yeah, he's also going to be throwing touchdowns. And that's what you like in your fantasy quarterbacks. You want them to have that same juice. And in the same way that Kyler has it, Josh Allen has it too. And I love what I'm seeing from Josh. You got Josh probably in the ninth or 10th round of your fantasy drafts and you're loving what you're seeing and like I said I had to watch this game today to see why he didn't get in the end zone and why they couldn't convert it was just unlucky stuff you know just dropped passes there's were there were tackles when he was about to run into the end zone there was a illegal formation penalty that erased a long touchdown so it were just things that get kind of stifled him plus the Jets aren't the dumpster fire that an 0-6 team typically is at this point they've got a little juice on defense and they have a little bit things going on offense with Sam Darnold so it wasn't the terrible thing you might think it is to or to get close to a team like this. And it can happen to any given day when you get unlucky with a couple of things, as it was today. I think that's just an unlucky thing for Josh. And it definitely, I hope that people panic on Josh and think that they, you know, that the time is running low on him because it's absolutely not running low. It's running hot and he's going to have better days than this. So I hope this opens up a buy window in all the different leagues that I'm in because I'm going to be trying to buy low on my man, Josh Allen because I love Josh. I love the way he plays. The accuracy is still there. He's moving around in the pocket. He's creating time with his legs and his size. He's doing all the things that I love from him, and he's running the ball. He's pulling the ball down because he knows he needs to run for his team because his offensive line is kind of mediocre. Honestly, they aren't creating a whole ton of running lanes for the running backs so they're having to rely on josh which is what you want for josh's fantasy value although we could use for some better running back play so that they can kind of bolster the offense and they can have more sustained drives that's going to lead to more overall touchdowns for josh even if it leads to a couple more rushing touchdowns for the backs so better overall offense will lead to more sustained drives more touches, more money touches. And Josh is the money touch guy for this team. So when they need him to rush for a touchdown, he does it. When they need him to throw for it, he does it. I just need to see more from 
from the bills. I need to see more from the line to say, okay, this is the situation to own all situations. But at the same time, I am all over Josh Allen still. That's why I watched this game to make sure that there was nothing wrong with Josh in this performance. And I'm absolutely on board with what he's got going on. So you're buying Josh. And you know what, if it creates a small window for Stefan Diggs, by all means, get in on that too. He was just unlucky on some things and he's going to have better days than this. Absolutely. I'm still not buying Cole Beasley, even though he looks great out there and he's doing big things for this team from a fantasy perspective. I don't think it's something I'm going to want to count on outside of the deeper leagues, outside of a situation where you've got three wide receivers and maybe two flexes and you're having to get deeper into guys. He's definitely going to produce on a week to week it's just not going to be a thing for the shallower leagues because he's just not a big red zone threat even though he nearly caught a touchdown today now Stefan Diggs certainly got the targets it just went the connections weren't there as much I'm still not buying Tyler Croft even without some of the tight ends in he if he would have just stayed upright that's another thing that went wrong for Josh if he just would have stayed upright he would have scored a touchdown so just little things like that hurt Josh and uh, still, I think I'm only looking at Stefan Diggs as far as the passing game options go on that, especially with John Brown out. But I don't think I'm really looking at any of them other outside of that, even with, with the Cole Beasley day today. And I think what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to start making offers on Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss is about to start taking bigger and bigger roles inside of this running game. And if Devin Singletary were to happen to go out and it was just him, I think he could actually thrive in a better way than Devin Singletary at this point. It's just a gut feeling, but I like the way that Zach Moss is running out there. He's running strong. And I think he might be a better fit overall for this running game, the way it's constructed. And Devin just hasn't done enough for me in the role that he has. So while I don't think I'm starting either of them at this point, I do look for Zach Moss to keep getting more and more involved and probably take over more of the goal line rushes because he is more substantial and he is more powerful and I just think I want to see more out of him to see if he can take a hold of this but I think I'm holding both of them just in case one of them can take the role from the other or one of them gets hurt and then then they step into a big time role because they're going to need that volume and with both of them in there doing what they're doing I don't think either one of them are going to have the volume to really be startable outside of a desperation buy type situation but I am trying to hold them on my bench if I can help it because I do think if one of them can finally step into the role by themselves then they would do it I just think I'm going to try and make it a sneaky Zach Moss offer I was kind of leaning on the Devin Singletary side to start the year but the more I see from Zach Moss the more I like it so I think that's where I'm leaning on there trying to buy everybody low on Buffalo if I can help it and of course I'm probably not buying anybody on the Jets side at this point the biggest thing for the Jets is there's just a lack of power, a lack of oomph from the offensive line overall, even though they, they think they have somebody good in Becton. Overall, they don't have a good unit there from just lack of drafting year after year. And, you know, Frank Gore and P. Ryan probably have some juice there. And there's runs where you can see they get loose and they're fine. But with them splitting the role, they would there would be need to be one person that was absolutely getting every touch from the New York Jets for me to actually feel good about starting them at any point. Because either one of them, there's such a lack of firepower in the overall weapons of this offense. And with the 
poor line play, it just leads to an offense that's probably not going to move the ball a whole lot and offer a lot of upside as far as scoring opportunities go. So it's it's definitely a stay away for me, especially with the split touches and the running back. That would be the one role where I might try to get excited. When I look at the wide receivers, I don't see any juice for Sam Darnold. Mims showed us a little bit but took a big hit, so we'll need to see if he's going to be out. Berrios is okay. And Perriman, I mean, this none of it really gels. It's all kind of desperation. Even Herndon seems desperation at this point. So I'll need to see more before I say Sam Darnold doesn't have it. I got to say for the Jets, the one asset they probably have is Becton, and then they have Sam Darnold at this point. And they're probably going to be the worst team in the league, and they're probably going to get the first overall pick, and they'll have Trevor Lawrence. And for God's sakes, I hope that this draft is a, is good and that – they have a strong football person making decisions for them because otherwise this team is going to be a dumpster fire. And if I were Trevor Lawrence, I don't think that I would go there. I think I would play with Clemson for one more year and hope that it was a different team that came out of this because I'm worried about the Jets organization. There's been a lack of control and a lack of good decision-making for a long time. And it shows because now I'm hoping that this draft for them is a is an indication of things to come because I do like, I do like the jets and I want them to be good for a number of different reasons, but just, they aren't putting it together right now. So we'll need to see more. And, but I don't think that Sam Darnold is a complete dumpster fire. I just think he's under duress constantly and he doesn't have any really mature, good weapons out there. So when you put those things together, it just leads to a, it just leads to a bad situation. One that I think they're, they're going to end up trading Darnold. And I'm going to say right now, if he gets put into a better situation, like if he's uh, I heard somebody say he's going to be the backup for Drew Brees at some point, that sounds good. He needs, a, he needs a little time on, on that, but I think he has the tools. It's just, man, he's got nothing behind him at this point. So we'll hope for better days for the Jets, but I think I'm staying away on a bulk basis. I wouldn't be starting any of them outside of the most desperation-type situation. But you know what? I will say they're not a complete dumpster fire on defense necessarily either. So that's why I'm not necessarily digging Josh too much on this. They just made clutch plays when they had to at this point, so – We'll, uh, we'll go forward with Josh, and we'll be excited about him. I'm definitely going to try to be floating some Bills offers, and I uh, hope you're able to use that information. hope it's timely, and I hope you're able to go win your leagues. Also, uh, go like, listen, subscribe, and look out for the videos this week. should come out after the coach's film comes out.